Oh, he yep. was. He used to be my friend. Now he's uh, not my friend. That too. You know, I that, used to. Well, I used then, to work then with you them. find out who your real friends are, right? Uh, that's that, true. Going through a crisis like that, yeah. And <laughs> it's not who's around you when your life is going great and you're super happy. Yeah, yeah you're down yeah. on your chips and that's true. Down and out. All right, for you guys hopping in now, we have Leo back again. Fashionable as always. Yeah, I can't see his sneakers, but uh, <clears throat> right, actually, it's I gotta, I gotta right give now. you guys a shot of his sneakers. Real we do a cutaway, you know. Yeah. I'm Wendy's, but these what do you got? What do you got? Describe your the, shoes right now. Today, just getting comfy. I got the off-white Jordan Two. This is one of the last models that came out that um, Virgil Apple designed. Um, oh wow! Yeah. So that was a uh, yeah. This is a special one, and it's cool because you know he's uh, he's really pushed the envelope in sneaker design. So this one, the design was like. He took like a vintage Jordan 2 that like crumbled up at the bottom because a lot of the old sneakers crumbled up, but he made it into this new gel form. So it's like, it has that crumbled look, but it's made brand new. And then he also put like the Michael Jordan signature, like how if he signs someone's sneakers. So it's like, he has fun with these sneakers. And I think that's one of the big things, what his success was. Mm. And he was one of the major fashion designers that came up, uh, had a big influence in the industry uh hip-hop and yeah i mean he really he passed away yeah so he passed away <clears throat> unexpectedly last year uh i think less than a year ago but what's crazy was that like he is really one of the designer of our time you like if you really understand his background story which the more i got into it um i really appreciated his story like he grew up outside of like chicago small town um in like you know, not a good income area, but like he went to school for architecture, but he always loved street style and design. And long story short, he was just like, screw it. I'm going to start my own like fashion brand. So he just made his own like t-shirts, printing it on. But then like, because in that small crowd in Chicago, he was friends with like Kanye and these guys. Wasn't he Kanye's protege? Yeah. Like he, he was like his stylist, like he made his merch. So they all kind of came up together. So as Kanye got bigger, he was the guy that designed his merch and he also started his own brand. And then long story short, he started Off-White and Off-White took off in streetwear. And then that's how it led to his collaboration with Nike, which Nike really gave him creative control to go crazy on the Jordans, which Jordans and Nike are very original, vintage. Like those are like the babies. That's pretty much Nike. unheard of. Yeah. And he basically went full deconstructed, took the sneaker apart and made it something brand new, which is something that the brand needed because they've been making the same Jordans the past 20 years. Just in different colors. Yeah. But he then, he did the or whole... same colors. He did Dif- the whole packaging thing where it looked like a prototype. It was made to look like a sample. And it's like, okay. Mm, so out of the box, so different. Um, so that's what... And then from what he did with Off-White and Nike, he became the first black... Uh, designer for Louis Vuitton, like D, like, and D that's Louis the job Vuitton. that Kanye wanted, right? Yeah, and that also kind of <laughs> went back a, like the, a full circle thing. Then where, it's kind of like, oh man, where the student became the master, yeah. and it's like, wait, what, what are you doing here? So it's just such a crazy story from like essentially low income ghetto to literally becoming the fashion director of the most prestige, prestigeous brand in the world. That's, so quite, that's one hell of a success story, but also having that spotlight on minorities and talking about black people and talking about how they were perceived and elevating the image 
of a whole race and community to the level of Louis Vuitton. And like to me as an immigrant, as another minority looking from the outside, it's like that's inspiring as hell mm. to to be able to do that, to have that journey and to do that in such a short period of life um, to accomplish that much in that period of time. It's like it's here's the thing, though, a lot of people just normal people in the regular world like me <laughs> and norm <laughs> um, may not understand uh, uh, certain types of fashion. We yeah. may look at it as weird or right. very different, right? I mean, you and I kind of touched on this earlier when I, when I came right. in here. Um, like, for example, the off-white brand, a lot of uh, the clothing, mm-hmm. uh, especially the garments, they, some people purposely leave the tags out. Yeah. Um, and I told you the story where I was with uh, this model. We're hanging out. Uh, we went to dinner. We went to a few parties. And she had it hanging out her dress. Right. And a lot. Of, we were going in places where it wasn't high fashion. <laughs> right. And uh, but we were at the end of the night. We were, we were heading to some show. So mm-hmm. where other people would know. But there were people coming up to her, whispering in her ear, saying, hey, excuse me, you have your tag out there. So they're thinking that right. she's about to return this the next day. Here's the crazy part. We go to the high fashion event. Mm-hmm. Other people are still coming up to her saying, hey, you yeah. have this tag out. But I think that's like the, that's like the beauty of fashion. Um, you know, you have all your normal basic essentials. Like fashion over time has really recycled. Like it's the same. For, for men's fashion, it's really the same thing. Like this. The suits, the coats, the jackets. It's, it's been the same thing. There hasn't really been a new jacket. Like, denim jacket, leather jacket. The classic but, look. But what designers have to do then is to make something different. To have that little extra touch. To have that little thing that makes you talk about it. You know, as big or little as a little hang tag. And I think that's the beauty of what he did is he took something super simple as a hang tag or like, you know, writing things on. Um, having instructions on a piece or having like a punch hole on a jacket. And so like that was enough to make it different. And having a punch hole, I mean, my mom was a seamstress. Yeah. Right. And having a punch hole uh, basically signifies that it's a sample wear. Right. Mm. <laughs> so that became fashionable. That's what he did to make right. it different. Because I think like in, in, in a way too is imagine us on the outside of fashion, right? Like we never see samples. So for them, a designer, they probably see samples all the time. And they're like, well, why don't we make this the look? And I think that's very refreshing. I think that's where fashion is like, okay, you always have your essentials. And then you have things that are like, this is different. This is refreshing. And you have the crowd, the more fashionable crowd, they always chase something that makes them different. How does a designer like that end up making it cool, though? Do they have an influencer kind of go... Hey, like for example, if I made a piece, right, that was, uh, let's say I decided to make half this sleeve ripped mm-hmm. where you could see my armpit, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's still attached. Right. But it's only like two thirds of it is, is sewn together. The other one's just yeah. ripped. It looked like it ripped. And then I wanted to get paint splatter and throw it on, on the <laughs> chest. Yeah. Right. Um, and I said, hey, Kanye, rock this. Mm-hmm. And Kanye, rock it. Everyone thinks it's cool. Or can I just somehow put that on a shelf somehow and make it cool? I think this day and age is all about discovery. It's all about finding these pieces. If you put it on a shelf, like, what's the chance that someone's going to see it? What's the chance that someone will know how to wear it? Especially for, like, outside of the main, like, big uh, high fashion crowd. 
So that's why all these years of influencers and celebrities, that is the big draw. Because you're like, wait, if you're Kanye, what the hell is Kanye wearing? You already got them talking. And then if you see other more and more people wear it, then you're like, wait a minute. Like, all right, like I can see this. I can see them rocking it. Or like, yo, Harry Styles pulled it off. Or like, you know, Dua Lipa is wearing this. And you're like, all right, like if I want to go for that look, at least you have some like a reference. If you put on a ridiculous outfit and you're like, dude, what are you wearing? Like, Harry Styles wore this last week and it's dope. Or like this celebrity wore in the award shows, you know, there's a reference to it and you can say that's a costume or whatever. Um, but I think it, it, that's why celebrities, when they rock things, it's so outrageous, but it's part of like the designer's like vision. Do they wear it for shock value? One. <laughs> 100 percent that's part of <laughs> if in that world in that entertainment world if no one's talking about you yeah. you should be concerned right that's the that's like a whole thing about like red carpet outfits as well right like chances are if you play the safe no one's talking about it you're not going to be featured like it's you know there's so many celebrities that go to these kind of events and so like to even have a list of like the top 25 you know dress and whatever it's a big deal when you go to these events do you see these celebrities kind of dressed outrageously or are they i mean for movie premiere they're most likely just gonna fall in line nothing too Mm -hmm. crazy right yeah um but for other stuff yeah uh the fashion week people go a little crazy Um, oh yeah but the red premiere uh the, the red carpet premieres are cool uh they don't go too crazy. Um, I think they still kind of want to be in line with the movie. So, like, one of the big ones that I went to recently was for the Batman. Mm-hmm. And that, that was super cool just because that was one of the few movie premieres that came back to New York since COVID. And so, it was really cool to have them do, like, a big thing in Lincoln Center. Like, it was a giant red carpet all around. Um, I very luckily did my little red carpet walk. And then, like, the perfect timing... Robert Pattinson walked up and it was just so cool to see him um in public uh in person um and but like his his fashion was cool it was very much like Bruce Wayne vibes mm-hmm. on that carpet um so so it all, it all varies but so he was in character during the oh, yeah. carpet oh yeah I'm sure like he was in like all black suit black big like people I like that yeah. I, li- I really like that if I go to a red carpet event for Batman and my man comes in looking like Bruce Wayne, carrying himself like Bruce Wayne, like exactly. the character and not who he is in real life. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think that's the fun part about like there is like the red carpet for like award shows, which is just fancy. But then there is like the movie premiere, say uh, Simu on the Shang-Chi one, like he was wearing Asian designer stuff. So there's a story when you're dressing up for these kind of events, especially if it's your own movie, and, and you should. You know, I bet that that's mm. almost like art, right? There's, it really there's is. layers to it, and I think that goes overlooked for a lot of people or mm-hmm. underappreciated. Yeah, and so that's why, that that's where, like, you know, fashion is such a big statement. Like, you, what you put on can say so much. So his premiere, I, I remember, he wore, like, an Asian, design, a, a Asian designer uh, full suit, and he was wearing like a chain that was made by Ben Baller. So another Asian guy, you know. So and that is very important. If you have that special moment to promote a movie that's, you know, about Asian Americans and you don't wear Asian, that's almost like I think you, I saw you kind of a, the point. Yeah, I think I saw a photo and this is outside looking in. Yeah. And he was wearing a red suit, right? A red suit. That's kinda, one of them. Yeah. And then and he stood out like yeah. from the rest of everyone. Exactly. 
he just stood out. He glowed, and then like red represents like good luck and in 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 Chinese culture. So I think yeah, he was trying to tell a story without actually saying a word mm-hmm. during during that. Premiere. And yeah, and that's and yeah, and you have to stand out on these things, especially you know I'm imagining in his shoe as one of the few Asian actors ever in mm-hmm. these kind of rooms, like. What you wear, you stand out right away without even speaking a word. Imagine how you would feel wearing a fucking red suit. <laughs> you know, it, like it could go one of two ways, <laughs> yeah. right? You can kind of feel like, oh man, what the heck? Or you can feel super powerful, mm-hmm. right? You just walk in a room, you feel like, yo, I am the man here. I am the bomb. Digger. Like it's almost equivalent to how a woman would feel walking in with a sexy red dress. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, right. The way you describe it, I didn't. I didn't see him with the red suit. Yeah, but the way you're describing it, it it sounds like you said he's glowing. Mm. Oh yeah. You said he walked in and he was just like just stood out the room, almost like just kind of paused, right? And that's the visualization that I'm drawing here. It's almost like a woman coming in with a beautiful red dress that kind of everyone just stopped and the music paused. Everyone's watching her go down the stairs, you know, in this grand concourse. I'll give you a better visual. So that red suit he wore, this is the most recent one. Uh, it was with Versace. So that's a big deal too because now you're talking about a global brand with an Asian actor. And I love that because like at first, like Simu did all the Asian designer stuff, but now it's like, no, he can, an Asian person can also rock a Versace suit. And it was like a bright red suit and it really stood out. And then at the after party, he took off his shirt. So it was like a suit, but without a top. And so it was just like, it was just like, it had that moment that we needed in fashion for Asian representation. I like that because Asian fashion is usually known just very, either they're not fashionable mm-hmm. or they're very fashionable, but just clean, yeah. safe. Right. right. Some of the mainstays, like you said, they're in a suit or they're just polished, it, their clothes are fitted and that's fine. Usually very minimal. When you rock a red suit, and you pull it off yeah. with no shirt underneath. Yeah. <laughs> at the right. Just some pecs. You know, yeah. you're not going to go into work like that, folks. Yeah. But at the right or date, not likely, depends. But if you're going to the right venue. Exactly. And you pull it off just right. And, and especially with all these cameras there. I mm-hmm. love that. And, is, and what, what is it also saying to people? I mean, fashion in general. But mm-hmm. what is that saying to people without saying a word? Mm-hmm. Right. And then we pull it off. That hey, we're in here. Yeah. We can wear this and we could pull it off and look damn good. The confidence. And be the best looking oh. one in the room on top of that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think, like, it's, it, yeah, that was such a powerful moment. Um, yeah. And it's like, and again, and that's like, that's why fashion is so powerful in that way is it's all about imagining, right? Like, oh, I can't see myself wearing that. But then, oh, wait a minute. I do see someone that looks just like me wearing that and he's rocking the hell out of it changing my perspective and also him doing that changes other people's perspective on Asians as well right I I really believe fashion is important I I know that there's a whole nother culture shift that looks at it as a waste of energy (laughs) right they said I have like 50 black t-shirts or 50 white t-shirts all of the same every day and blue jeans and I and this is what I do to be the maximize my productivity and efficiency uh-huh, right. so that I don't have to waste energy. I think Steve Jobs was big on yeah. that, right? I don't Mark have to Zuckerberg waste too. Mark Zuckerberg. He, yeah. I don't have to the tech the tech yeah, folks. They have the uniform, yeah. Right. Uh, and that is their uniform, the t shirt, hoodie, mm-hmm. and jeans, right? 
and and it's to maximize productivity and efficiency so that they don't have to think about mm-hmm. what to put on mm-hmm. before they leave the house. What do you think about that? I think it's right for their case, you know, for what they're doing, you know, as a CEO of a tech company. It makes sense because that is the culture you're in. So it depends on where you are. So that's why I think fashion, like I'm never going to force someone to wear something they don't feel comfortable in to recommend something that they like i'm not going to recommend a suit for any guy just because you know if there's no point of it so i think fashion it really it depends on what you need why you need it like where you're wearing it to um like for me i have all these different outfits because i want to relate to the everyday guy as well that they can just look nice without wearing a suit but then also i have all these bigger brand events and fancier things that I do need to dress up and fit in those rooms. Um, And also, again, it's also showing guys like, hey, you could rock this too if you ever choose to. On the other side of that, I think a lot of guys are a bit hesitant Mm. to dress nice. Mm. Um, Number one, because they don't know. I feel that. I feel this. Right. Number one, perhaps because they don't know what to put together. They may not be confident in that fit. Right. Or number two, they're afraid to stand out mm. They're For whatever reason, they're afraid of success, of maximizing their potential. Is, that, is that fair? Damn, that's deep. Um, it has to because I think I think it does go deep. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a confidence it may thing. be a unconscious uh, decision that they're making. Right. Without fully being aware of it. But when yeah. you dig deeper, it may be because of that. Mm. Could it not? When I look at fashion, I, I, I feel overwhelming kind of, uh, it's work. It's mm. a lot of work to look good when you go out there. But then I also, when I go to events, I do want to look good. I actually want to stand out. Yeah. So I do, I do see like um, the, the economy, you know. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have two personalities. One, mm-hmm. it's like I do want to stand out. I do want to look good. I, I do want to, you know, get the... Oh man, that I love that I love that suit you're rocking. But I also have the mindset of like, do I really want to stand out? It's, so I don't know if it's a confidence mm, thing yeah. or it's it's the way I was brought up. Maybe it was yeah. the way I was brought up because don't stand out because I come from you know more of a uh, a frugal kind of culture and a very uh, laid back kind of culture. So very Eastern philosophy. Yeah. So don't don't the you know, nail don't that stand, stands out. Yeah, gets, gets the, the hammer. hammer. So right. don't don't stand out. So I don't know. Am, am I mentally fighting that every day, every single day that I go out? Mm. I think that's know? it. That's a right? big part. I think that's it. And and this is like we never had a conversation about that. No. Yeah. And I I you know, I mean, no pun intended, but I think I hit the nail right in the. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's and the reason I can relate to it because I have a lot of friends like that, and I'm going and a lot of men. Okay, and I'm looking at them like. God damn, like you don't give yourself enough credit. Mm-hmm. Like you, you see um, some of the friends that we had and when I first met them, they thought very low of themselves. Mm. And I think I kind of injected a lot of, like I was like their battery pack. Mm. You know, I was like a fan of theirs going, yeah. dude, man, you got this, <laughs> you could do this. Or we're about to go out to a party. This was back, uh, back in the day before I was married. But we're go, about to go to a party, and I'm just like, I look at them like, nah, I got you, man. Yeah. We're going to do something else with that. Right. Or, hey, they were shy to talk to girls at the party. And I, I was like, 
Oh no, come here, come with me. <laughs> you know, we'll get a call. I get them a few drinks at the bar, let them loosen up. You're like the best wingman. Yeah, get get a good conversation with him going, so he gets you know he's used to um, explaining something to me. He's used mm. to moving his mouth, right. so he's not warmed up. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. not all cold when he gets in a dialogue with a girl. Right. And as he's doing that, he, I, once I feel like oh he's in the zone. We'll jump right in and we'll, we'll see some, uh, you know, we'll see a girl that he likes or something. We'll go yeah. up nice and we'll just start talking to them and have a nice dialogue. And all of a sudden, they get to see him open up for who he was. And I didn't really do anything but open him up, yeah. like let, allow him to share himself with other people. It's a lot of that in, in the beginning is the awkward part, like the cold, like you don't know how to open, you don't know how to start. But like once you, you know, to have a normal conversation, like a lot of us. Or normal, you know, like we can talk and have conversations and there's, topics. Yeah, there's beauty in people. In a lot of people that I see, I like to look at the glass half full and I mm-hmm. like to see the beauty in them. And I'm going, you have so much you can share with other people, whether it's fun, knowledge, or just something that you know or you're an expert about. Mm-hmm. But you don't for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Just like Norm, he's like, he doesn't maximize his potential because he don't know... He does. He's not sure if that would hurt him, mm-hmm. right? He he's not sure if him standing out is a good thing. And another thing, if you stand out, other people can perhaps get jealous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I just think like they can uh, say mean things about you, and now you're just like, am I turning people off? Am yeah. I unconsciously intimidating other people when I walk into a room when that's not my intention? Right. That's true. I think like it, number one, it is a big part. I think growing up in the Asian community with our Asian parents, because we've as Asian community as a whole, we're always just like, or like. Be you know, just fit in, like be in the background, just like do your thing, don't stand out, like don't draw attention to yourself, don't be loud, like all of those things. Um, but like in my experience, in, in in what I do as a fashion influencer, like these events I go to, I already kind of know I'm the only Asian there, and I already know like like why I'm there. So I need to like not only like be in my personal brand, like my image, but like I, I also need to stand out. Like I need to show them that no, like I'm better than I'm better than how I look on Instagram. Like I'm I have more personality and more things I can talk about in person. Um, and so like in in a lot of events, I you know there, there's only so much you can stand out to a certain point. Then you're like all right, you're like peacock and you're really drawing attention, but you can still look different in like a different color suit but you're that, that's enough but what you found you found your lane you found how to maximize your potential in our last podcast together yeah. when i first met you mm-hmm. you showed me photos of you and, and how you used to look bef- oh, when yeah. you were in a nine to five job yeah. and you weren't um out living the dream life you are now and i say that quite literally because you told me this is what you want to do yeah. and this, everything was but design it was all purposeful decisions to lead to where you are now Mm -hmm. to get out of that corporate grind because that wasn't for you right and you showed me photos of yourself and you had these short spiky hair i remember Uh, even coming out on the sides um you were a a, a bit chubbier Mm -hmm. um just you look like two different people to be quite frank yeah you can easily say that and i say that with full Mm -hmm. respect you know okay like okay i realized like how important it is uh fashion um that first impression like that confidence when you meet people. So I try to learn more and more about fashion and menswear and suits. And then like, how do you wear it? How is it supposed to fit? 
the basic stuff. So once I learned that, then it's like, okay, what's next? Like, well, next, um, I want to travel more and I can have more things that I can talk about with people um, that I can share, you know, stories. And then what's next? So next, it's like, well, like I'm, well, I know how to dress well, but what about watches? Like, do I need a better watch? Or like, then I'm learning about watches. Like, I'm just constantly learning. But here's what I yeah. want to know. What was the trigger? What was the catalyst? Because it wasn't like, it wasn't like I grew up and I always had a sense for fashion, yeah. right? It wasn't right. that. It was, you look like a nerd, mm-hmm. right? You look like very straight-laced person. And then somewhere along the line, yeah. something in your head went, you know what? No, I want to reinvent myself and become Leo. Oh, gotcha, yeah. So what was that? Did you get cheated on? The transformation. Did you, did you get, like, you got tired, one of your friends <laughs> got a girl that you wanted? Like, because it's usually that. Usually when I see men transform, uh-huh. it's because they want women, they're tired of being left behind, or yeah. or they got cheated on. No, that 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 did not happen to me. Um, honestly, it's just, it's really just been a gradual progression. It could go in the other way, where they got a girlfriend, and, and maybe I, she was your battery pack, and she opened you up and said, hey, I think... You'd be really handsome with this haircut. I think you'd be really handsome if you went down a size. I uh, think you'd be really handsome if you maybe had a salad once in a while yeah. and went to the gym. No, I no, it's just. Um, I mean, I I think as as Asians, we're always comparing ourselves with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the more, in a way, the more I went into the Western world. Like I think growing up was just with a lot of Asian immigrants. And then as I go to college, then I go to my jobs. I'm really the only Asian around. And now, you know, to be honest, I feel like I'm just comparing myself to everyone else. Like, I'm not just comparing myself to another Asian person. Like, how can I get myself to be comparable to, say, a white coworker, you know? Well, you look in the magazines, right? Like, you didn't see Asian guys in magazines or movies. So you're like, okay, it's always these white dudes. Like what is it that they have that I don't? So how can I elevate myself to this beauty standard that America has? Um, but also gradually, like I said, like I was just really learning about fashion and how that, you know, it's, it's all trial, trial and error. So you're like, you put on a nice suit and you're getting good compliments. People treat you differently. You're like, wait a minute, this works. So then you do it again next time. And then you're like, wait, I can, how can I stand out even more with this suit? Like this suit fits great, but like now next time I can wear a pattern suit, a different color, and then boom, boom, boom. Every time you're getting more and more success. And then over time, you're like, this is my personal style. You want to have the same respect when you walk into a room mm-hmm. without having to, like, just being overlooked all the time. Yeah. Is that, is that what I'm... No, I'm that's, gonna... a, no that's, that's, that's definitely a big part of it. I know there's so many Asians where they feel like, Successful Asians, yeah. academically off the charts, yeah. and they're tall or they're handsome or whatever, even mm-hmm. if they're not um, tall, but they, they hold their own in some form, but they still walk into a room and go, how do I become adjacent somehow? How do I become an equal? How do I mm-hmm. do this without looking like I'm peacocking, without working extra, extra hard mm-hmm. in order to attain the status and and it's not even just white for white people. Like I've seen um, Asians seeing if they can be looked fairly with black people as well, mm-hmm. with Hispanic people. It's just depending where they're trying to get in. Like, for example, I yeah. play basketball, 
right? And I did boxing when I was a kid. Mm. And all the Asian people, now that I see coming up, and I have this conversation with them, they tell me, man, I'm tired of being overlooked or people saying some wild things to me while I'm playing the court or while I'm in a fight. They don't like the way they're initially being viewed as, and they always feel like they have a, um, something to prove. That's part of society. Like, this is the culture you want to fit in. These are the rooms you want to be in. And so if you are the only Asian in that room, you're going to have to do things to fit in and to, uh, to adjust, right? Like, so does that make us never really, like, inside? We're always outside trying to get a seat at the table? I mean, I think part of that is the Asian Is that the reality that a lot of people in, face? In essence. Um, but I don't think... I think that's changing as more rooms are becoming more diverse. But it starts with somebody. And mm. it starts with somebody to get into those rooms. Like, you could be the only Asian in that group of, you know, black, Hispanic crowd playing basketball. You could be in a room where it's mostly about... Um, hip-hop and certain fashion like or that, corporate america but that's why i love about fashion is that like you're gonna you, you you can see me at the red carpet for batman but you're also gonna see me at nba all-star weekend in cleveland because i love both things and i know how to dress accordingly to both things i'm not gonna wear a suit at the nba all-star weekend it doesn't make any sense you go to nba all-star weekend you're wearing your sneakers your off-white nike sneakers you're wearing your best streetwear stuff right you're not gonna wear your your kobe jersey yeah to batman exactly (laughs) so that's how like fashion like you dress accordingly to the crowd um good teaching moments Mm -hmm. for people that may not be used to that diversity or may have had that initial unconscious bias towards certain people and then when they walk in like oh he's tall he's mm-hmm. fashionable he actually kind of cool to talk with yeah i, I feel like <laughs> at, at these things you're you're really changing people's perspective because mm-hmm. like they don't really see asians in 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 many circles um or well at least not in those events in, at least yeah yeah and so like to see an asian not only attend and be there but also dress to the part and like fit in but yeah. also with confidence that's like that really speaks volume to like, oh no, no, he like he belongs. Like he no, he like he is part of this thing. Like he's not just some outsider walking in. And then for you for for someone to actually shake things up or change anything, you have to actually be in the room to do so, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, you want to change things up, but how can you do that when, you know, you're outside of that that room from from, you know, all these people that are tastemakers or or trendsetters, right? You have to be in the room first so it, it is important for us to know understand like we're overlooked because we're not in the room and that's the most important part once we get in there we could change shit up we could change that perspective of who we are generally we're not trained in that direction mm-hmm. where uh when we're young well, what is this, what is the big emphasis mm-hmm. to get a's to succeed in school the culturally academics and, and it's intellectual yeah. yeah and then stability a really yeah. good job after school mm-hmm. you know uh whether it's a doctor lawyer engineer something that just blows it out and has job security no matter what the market is right and how many of those people would have been great fashion designers great mm-hmm. mma fighters great basketball football right players right or baseball I mean, because if you look at baseball right now, who's the best baseball player? Yeah, mm. it's insane. It's like by far too. Like he's not even close. Breaking records. That's like insane. And I think that's where 
I think like it's it's funny like your your relationship with fashion is so different from mine. Like mm-hmm. w- like like what you're kind of getting deeper at too is like what also clicked was that like I realized I can use fashion as like my weapon, as my mm. shield, as my advantage. Like once I realized like oh it all it took is this jacket to make me get into this room and can a jacket and, really do that? <laughs> and, and then and then I can go into these other rooms uh-huh. or like. Once you realize how powerful certain like fashion is, it's like oh, like how powerful a suit is, or like by wearing certain brands, this is these are more global appealing brands. Now explain that a lot of people listening might go, "What is he talking? How does a jacket get me in a room?" Yeah, so it's just like you know having a piece that people talk about or having a piece that people appreciate and understand because fashion is when you get very deep into it is um is that art right? Like oh, you're wearing an off-white piece and if someone else in that room loves off-white or someone else in the room loves like Saint Laurent they know what you're wearing so by you wearing that you already have something in common and so you can say that in other rooms about watches about cars about traveling like the fact that you can talk about certain places you've been to that means you have a shared interest a shared passion and you can go from there Mm -hmm. Um, so like it could be as simple as that but obviously, it's over time that it built. And I think that's that's another turning point where it's like, oh, wow, like, I just got to dress this way to give me more success, to open more doors. And it's like, okay, that, that's a no-brainer. I, I can do that again. Um, I can use that as my advantage. Um, and that's what keeps kind of clicking and open other doors. And at the same time, too, brands appreciate that. Like, brands and marketing agencies that, like, we've never seen an Asian guy like this before, like, to dress like this, to fit in and be able to fit into these crowds and mm-hmm. have no problem with that. Um, they also love that. And there's also brand, like there's also like Asians behind brands. Like they start working in marketing, say Bacardi is a great example. Um, one of the marketing person, director. Isn't that one Bacardi. of your sponsors? Yeah. <laughs> and so like she really opened the door because she, as someone who works behind the scenes, it's like, wait, like we should have more diversity in our influencer crowd. And so she invited me to do these things. And I'm the only Asian on the Bacardi influencer roster. And uh, I saw you guys had like a trip to Puerto Rico or something. Yeah. So, so, so we right. did that recently and, then, and that was really fun. And it's nice to see that kind of diversity. Like, you know, brands can be like, oh, diversity. But then like in person, like, wait, you know, this is a very diverse crowd. We have everybody from every kind of race here. Um, and so like they, they, they really speak to that. But like, the importance of someone also working behind the brand, the desk job, doing the marketing job and saw the need and then having to fill that void. Um, and then like, for example, Bacardi has always been like a party drink, right? Like you go to festivals, you go have a nice... Rum uh, and Coke or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, p- 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 pina Colada. But they also have a premium rum. So there's more like premium stuff. And so like that's where I come in more and talk about like the luxury part of the brand. At the same time, it's such a party drink, but the way I'm drinking Bacardi, I'm drinking it with my dad. I'm drinking it celebrating Chinese New Year. Yeah. And so, like, that's where you really bring in diversity and bring in that kind of difference in content. It's weird, because usually with Asians, the, the drink is cognac, like weddings yeah. and yeah. Hennessy. all this, uh, yep. the Hennessy Henny. and the XO, <laughs> right? the Remy, yeah. the mm-hmm. Remy Martin. And so, like, yeah. to bring, to have the social media as that tool and to have that kind of voice to be like, why can't Asians drink premium rum? Why can't Asians have wines or, you know, like anything. Yeah, why can't we have nice tequila? I'm anything. a tequila drinker. I love tequila. There you yeah. go. Like anything, like, why not? 
And so in a way, it's like once you once once you get over the first like, oh, man, like the hesitation. You know, so is that is that the catalyst just circling back? Because where Norm's at, right? Norm's going. Yeah, I'm maybe he's unconscious bias. Maybe I I'm afraid to stand out. Mm-hmm. And but what was difference? Like you were at where Norm is now mm-hmm. at one point in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And. That's not a knock on you, Norm. It's just no man. Right. But, uh, and then, but I'm the center of attention right now. I'm sorry, Norm. But, but you, you you kind of brought it I up opened for yourself, the doors. So yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so, um, and we're close enough to know. You know that I'm not trying to yeah. rip on you, <laughs> or rip on Leo, whatever. Which, however, you guys want to take it. Uh-huh. Um, but you were where Norm was at once, mm-hmm. and it sounds to me what click for you was you ask yourself why not yeah why not me why not me like why can't i have luxury why can't i be the best version of me without fear of what other people think because i can't control that right that's uncontrollable if you feel insecure about yourself or you just don't like me because i i I look this way that's your problem not mine Mm -hmm. it sounds like you kind of had that revelation whereas norm just kind of like yeah i don't want to offend or maybe i just don't want to stand out like that i don't know that's particularly a good thing or maybe that's taking up too much energy and my why not is not strong enough for me to kind of get over that hump so i'm really comfortable here Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to stay here and that works for me. So I'm okay because I'm already happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, is that fair, Norm? Yeah. And I'm kind of putting words. No, in no, no, no. I, I also think that there's a lot of people who at one time or another are, were in my position, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I saw the other half. Like when I, when I dress up, I, I wore like a, a, like a, like a fancy red suit mm-hmm. and I, I walked into the room. People gave me compliments all night. Oh yeah. And I, I know how that feels, I, and I see the other side. It's just, you know, sometimes it's just that do I really want to stand out in this certain moments, right? Right. So. In, in what I do, like, you almost just have to stand out. You know, like, you already stand out as well, a you're, you're, you're an influencer. Yeah, and so that's why it's like, you know. But I think, like, maybe even, like, the first, like, say, when, when I was starting out, it's more just, like, menswear. But I think at a certain point, it's like, okay, like, I need to stand out even more from the other influencers well, from I'm the actually, other people in yeah. the crowd well I'm actually the, uh, I'm just interested in you were, was that mentality there when you were working in corporate like just standing out as a yeah, I, I want to say a commoner but just like you know you're, you're just an everyday person now, you, now you're standing out in, in work or you're standing out in, in yeah, your you know, average daily guy. life he the was average, the guy, average yeah. guy I was already like the best dressed guy in the office Yeah, and that was standing out for good and bad like it's good because then it's like oh like this guy why is he so well dressed but like he's serious about his job but then on the other side it's like you know i don't know like i the, the more i was working in my job i'm like i don't, I don't want to go any further i don't want to be a manager because it's just a little bit more pay for a lot more work um and for then, a little bit more pay yeah for a little bit more pay but a lot yeah. more work like because then now yeah. you're like you're not nine to five you're like you, you're supposed to be an hour early an hour later like first manager, one there last to one to yeah. leave and i was like no i don't think i want that for 20,000 more i don't think so um and it's funny, like, I just think, like, about fashion, like, the first time we did, like, a work conference thing that was, like, outside of the office, and they had other people from the other office come, um, people mistook me for my manager, because there was only, like, two other Asian guys in the office, and, you know, a lot of times you just email with each mm-hmm. other, and they just assumed I was my manager because I was, like, more well-dressed. It's funny, when I'm with my non-Asian co-workers, 
and let's say I am a level above them or mm-hmm. we're equals, yeah. the comment I would get was they would think that I work for them. Other people outside the bubble yeah. that's looking at whether it's some of my friends like, oh, Will, for example, uh, someone texts me, yo, I was just driving down 6th Avenue. I've seen you with your, with your boss. That's part of changing perception though. But right. that is part of changing that. And I could be the better dressed one, but because my ethnicity, I think they, whatever their unconscious bias is, mm-hmm. they've been trained or programmed to think that Asian worker B, this mm-hmm. person, King B. Yeah. They just assume you're not the boss. You're not oh, the Queen manager. B, sorry. Yeah. And so like, but that's part of changing perception, like correcting that and like, no, I'm, I'm the boss around. I'm the manager. Even here. if I was with a female. And that's what I mean. Like oh, this person wow. worker B, yeah. this person Queen B. Right. Because um, a couple of times I was with my female colleagues and oh, oh, start addressing her like I work for her. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. I'm the person you talk to about this. And right. then it's like, I, and it's, I don't do that with any insecurity because I'm, I'm aware of that perception. Right. Uh, but I also find it interesting that you say people thought you were the boss because of the way you were dressed yeah. where I had a different mm. um, experience even though I'm dressed right right yeah uh, but and like, this was before any words can be this is yeah. just nonverbal communication exactly. I think that's the kind of like simple unconscious burden a lot of Asians have to carry like why do I even have to deal with this conversation why do I even need to be perceived as the lower one it's just something that we just, all, all of us carry that. Your question, yeah. going back to why not me? How come I can't hang with these people? Right. And, that's the, and that's the crazy thing about social media. It's just like, it's constantly changing. So even a year ago, it's like, I didn't know these opportunities is possible for an influencer you know, or in these crowds. So as more little doors open, you're like, wait a minute. Oh, like I can do this. Oh, I can do that. Like my ceiling my ceiling is higher and higher and higher. Does the internal voice of doubt ever creep in? Like, Leo, you can't do this. Like, why are you doing it? You're not as good. You don't deserve this. No, not anymore. How, do, how did you mute that? I think, it's, I think it's really just the... Like, oh, Leo, they're judging you if you post this. Hey, Leo, if you go here and you yeah. dress like this there... I think that's, that's, that's what... I guess you... I'm asking for, for someone. But for, for some... Uh, for some... <laughs> how, how do you mute that voice? I think that? that's the years of experience that really like justify each one. Like, so you're, you mean like you actually have to put action and just do yeah, these little things Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure it? at first I've, I've, I've had to deal with that. And it's like, who cares? Like, it's one outfit, it's one night. Like, who cares? Nobody really cares. Like, it, well, But how you, about if you, you post something, you go, what if people yeah. don't like it? It's or okay. what if it's, people talk shit? If I post something, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, something like that. Let's yeah. just simplify this, right? Not, it's okay. Because not everyone again. gets to wear right. a fancy red suit into I, a red I carpet. I think that's where I bring in... Perhaps, let's say, posting something on social media. Yeah, I think that's where I bring in, like, the sports mentality. It's like, I missed the shot. It's okay, I'm going to take another shot tomorrow. I post every day. So if you didn't like this outfit, that's okay. Someone liked it. Like, that's the thing. And I think that's the beauty of fashion, too. It's like, it's not supposed to be for everyone. How do you even do that post every day? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm now I'm going no, sidetracked. That's, that's just full-on content. How do you do that? Yeah. So that is... actually, it's easier now than ever. How do you find the energy is what I'm talking about? Because it's not like you're just posting yeah. a selfie. It's not even physical you energy. Actually, it's mental energy, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because like, when I do go on social media and then I right. see you on my feed... <laughs> 
First of all, I always give it a like when I see it. Thanks. Second of all, if I see like, holy shit, this guy did the whole editing thing. Yeah. He put on like 80 different outfits yeah. and he made it look, you know, he put music on it and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and then I'm going, shit, that's a lot of work, yeah. man. And then now you just told me you do that every day. Yeah. So the video stuff, like the new stuff, like the TikTok and the Rios, that, that does take a lot more work. So I think as a content creator, the beauty for yourself is that you need to find the right balance of what works. And you do it all yourself or do you hire someone? Well, I do it with my girlfriend. So okay. we, we, we work on Levitate style together full time. Um, so we're able to delegate the task. Photos, like the photo shoots, the past five, six, seven years, like we can do that in five years. It's become minutes. very easy for yeah, you guys. It's, it's, it, yeah, not to brag, but it's very easy. Like over time, you know your angles, you know the lighting, you know where you want to shoot, mm-hmm. you know all the money spots. So, and that's the beauty of it. It's suppo- you're supposed to get better at what you do. You're supposed to be a master at what you do. So it gets easier. It gets very easy. It's, just, it's so easy. You know, if anyone wants to study my content, um, Tuesday, Thursdays, I, I try to do like travel posts, like throwbacks, because there's TBT, throwback Thursday, there's travel Tuesday, whatever, right? Those are really just like posts for my travels. So those are like easy, like, okay. And I even have a whole calendar of like, okay, I went to... Um, I went to Morocco in May. I went to um, Sweden in April. So in those months, those outfits are usually within the same kind of weather. So when you look at May photos, it's going to be like more summer, more vacation vibes. If you're looking at April, March, it's more spring outfits. So it still has to make sense for the audience. So then I do my throwback post. So that's why I do a lot of throwback. Like, hey, I went to um, this time last year. I went to Miami. This time last year, I went to Sweden. So it's like it makes sense. Um, so half my posts are kind of like recycled con- content because a lot of the content is like evergreen, kind of like podcasts and videos. Like it lives on forever because content is king. And so a lot of the photo content just it's great. And then like obviously you also want to shoot good content. So all the photos I've shot in Iceland and whatnot, like beautiful ones. So like I can easily reuse those. I don't need to like go back and re-edit thousands of photos. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Two, the fashion stuff is like, again, over the years, all the fashion content, a lot of it can be recycled. So then it's really up to the new stuff. Okay, what do I really need to shoot that's new? So there's the sponsor posts, the deals that I do with brands that I obviously have to shoot brand new. And then now with the reels and TikTok, the videos, that does take more work. So certain times of the week, I block out my time to just shoot that stuff at home. So that's where I try and, to... And is it scripted or, or, or is it just like um, on a whim? Or like, oh, this is a nice background. Maybe I'll shoot something here. No, it's, uh, it's as scripted as possible. So the mm-hmm. more you prepare, the easier it is. Mm-hmm. So you don't get on here and you're like, you know, where's the best lighting? Where's the background? Like, mm-hmm. And then over time, the more you do it, the more you're Everything like, Everything sounds like it's well thought out. Yeah, it's, but it takes time. It's rarely so that it's energy. spontaneous. Yeah, it takes a lot of time <laughs> of practice. Um, but once you, once you get it down, like you can get it done so quick. And that's why like a good example is like living in this building and living in a, in a nice luxury building is a luxury. And it's also great because I shoot so much content in this building, especially when it was like pandemic and the brands like, Oh, you don't need to go outside to shoot. I'm like, great. Like I've shot every single angle of like my lounge, my rooftop. You got great views. Like I've got Definitely. all the different angles. Like I'm like, all right, good. Like I, I can get it all done here. So it's about maximizing my time, my effort. You make it sound so simple. For someone like like me, 
it's like just taking one selfie and posting it makes makes me feel like it's a lot of work. What I'm saying is me- a lot of mental right. energy. And, it is. You know, I'm just it hearing is. you speak right. about it. You, there, there, it seemed very quick, but then there's a lot of details within, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's all over time of like, okay, this photo shoot took an hour. How can I, how, how can I get better at this? Okay, but then like the more you practice, like in sports, the more you get at, get at it, you're like, yeah, I can make this jump shot in my sleep. Because you do, you put in your 10,000 hours. So over time, it's like in before, like easily an hour to shoot. Like the first time I shot in Dumbo Park took an hour because I'm like, where's the best angle? Where's the best lighting? Now I'm like, I know the exact money spot. I walk there, five minutes, I'm out of there because I've done the homework. Um, And the same thing, like even when I travel to a new place, I've done homework on Pinterest, on Instagram, do my research on YouTube. So I know. Where, we're like, where am I going in Paris? Oh, the Eiffel Tower. Okay, but where's the spot to shoot it? Right. Oh, well, there's like five different spots you can go. I didn't know, but in, in Hollywood, to get the, the, the optimal Hollywood sign in the background, yeah. there, it's not even in a section where, you, where all the tourists go. It's actually like down a, a road or something or up a road, and it has in an isolated area. Yeah, it's like a little park thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, so, yeah, yeah there's it's a lot, a lot of, of research. research. Yeah, well, like, but once you've done the research in real life, it's super easy. Because you show up and you're like, all right, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, it it, it 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 seems simple, but it can also be super complicated depending on, you know, how you shoot content. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, when you, you talk about mental energy, for me, like, you know, I, that's why I truly love what I do. And I understand the essence of it. Like, I understand, like, okay, my audience is looking for a spring outfit. My audience is looking for this. My audience wants this. And this, for me, is like this. How would a normal guy uh-huh. become a top-tier person? Influencer? Uh, not, just, an in, not an influencer. Or just so. just but a just better personal. version of yours. A better yours, version. So, yeah. Yeah. The top-tier version of themselves. For example, let's just say if, oh, I, yeah. if me, if I'm, if I'm grading myself, let's say I'm... Let's say I'm just an average guy. Mm-hmm. So what's average grade? C? Is that fair? C plus? C, yeah. So let's just yep. say I'm, if we're doing on a grading. Sure. Asian grading system. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's like super. C plus. I'm like, yo, you failed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we already, I can, actually, it's yeah. not even middle I, average. It's I like can below see average. the disappointment like, in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like C's below average. Right away. I saw yeah. Leo like, system. Oh, C plus. You know, but. We don't do C's here. Only A's, bro. Okay. Um, so let, let's say let's say that right, yeah. and and I'm a C plus guy, but sure. I have a potential yeah. to be an A. It's not that yeah. I, I don't, but I just I don't have the resources, or at least mm-hmm. I think I'm, I have these self limiting thoughts. So how do I get there as a C plus average guy? If I'm grading myself mm-hmm. as an average guy, how do I become a top tier man? Yeah, I got you. Um, number one is definitely fashion. Learning how to dress, learning how to dress for the right occasion. So when you're going to a movie date, to a museum date, to going to the club, going to a nice dinner, dressing right for different occasion, that's that's a big part. Um, two, like fitness is such an important thing. I think it's such an important foundation in general because it's gonna only it's only gonna get harder as you get older. So you need to start younger, mm. and it's not just fitness; it's a healthy lifestyle, like. Learning how to cook healthy, learning how to eat healthy, like get used to drinking a gallon of water, get used to eating your fruits and vegetables so that it's not like, oh my God, I got to do this. No, like it just should just be a, that's what your body Part of your daily lifestyle. I think another big mindset change is um, you need to figure out your wants and your needs. 
um you don't need to go out every weekend you mm, want to that's a big one you don't need to spend money on certain things you want to mm. but what do you really want in life like life is short life can be so short so don't think okay i'm gonna retire i'm gonna travel like to me i think the earlier you travel the better but don't spend all your money on it you know you still can still do airbnb and like you know do budget travel but like I think once you see the world more, it opens up your perspective and this opens up conversations because I think if... Is that the mindset? Is that part of the mindset change? That, that's a big part mm-hmm. because like if we don't connect on fashion, I think we can talk about travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to travel. I'm sure it's, everybody wants to travel somewhere or you've been somewhere that I probably have never been to. So we have something that we can re- relate and we can like connect. Right. Um, you know, even if we don't connect on other stuff. Um, and then... You know, or if we've been to the same place and it's like, oh, wait a second, like you didn't like this or you like that. So like that's our hey, whole conversation. Hey, that's exactly it. Because like I had a friend that I played basketball with. Yeah. Right? But outside of basketball, we could never connect. And then I ended up I was going to Barcelona and he all of a sudden because he's an introvert. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden this guy lit up oh. with extreme energy because he lived in Barcelona that's for awesome. five years. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden he goes, you got to go here. You got to mm. go here. And then all of a sudden we connected and then we became pretty good friends because once he opened up, it just it leaked into other areas. And yeah. then he didn't feel, I guess, clo- as closed off or as, as walled off yeah. as he should be with me or anyone else. And and uh, we, we ended up actually becoming pretty good Travels friends. Travels really break barriers. Like even as recently as like a few days ago, I was at a, I was at a hockey game at, at an event, but there were also like brand executives and like owners were there. Um, and they invited like a handful of influencers there. Um, and that was a very, that was a very like learn, like I'm constantly learning. So it was like a very learning moment where like, wow, you guys were great because like you guys hit it off with the brand executives because all the other influencers just came in, took a photo, and they, like, went to the game. Like, they didn't, like, mingle. Mm. But, like, you guys talked to the brand people. And, like, once they saw, like, oh, wow. Like, they, they saw my profile. Oh, wow, you you travel a lot. I was like, yeah, I, I go to Europe all the time. Little did I know, the brand executive was, like, the global PR director. And she's from Italy. So then we're talking about Italy. We're talking about, oh, yeah, we love this. We love that. And, like, if you share the love of someone else of their country like i'm from hong kong right so if you're like yo i love hong kong I'm like all right let's talk yeah. right we're talking about asia and that, actually, that's another one i was at the to me to me event and like the creative director travels to asia a lot for work mm-hmm. and like his his creative team his design team is like all asian so we hit it off talking about asia and travels and like the culture and that's the beauty about that like you can share the culture the world and have that diverse connection okay, so Three things to recap. Yeah. We have fashion, s- fashion style, uh, wear clothes that fit, fit and yeah. exercise, eat healthy. Yeah. I mean, that's a basic foundation yeah. for anyone in life. Um, and the third thing was well, like want, to wants travel. and needs. I, I think like travel, but like the big picture is like what your wants and needs are. So I think a lot of people think about money is a, it's a problem, right? Like, oh, I want to start a side business, but like I'm going out drinking every weekend or like, oh, I want to change my career, but I'm watching Netflix every night. So it's like, dude, life is short. What do you want? So have your action match. Your Your action 100% needs to match what your wants are because it's not just going to come. Like I didn't start level. You're not going to get a six pack watching Netflix. Exactly. Yeah, you can. Or read, get a different type of six. You can pack. read about push ups all you <laughs> yeah. want. You can yeah. watch YouTube videos about how to work out, but it won't matter until you do one. 
and you start it. But that's the thing. It's like a lot of people are just like, maybe they're so burdened by their nine to five that they have to spend their weekends drinking. Um, or like spend all their money going to fancy restaurants. Like if you watch my stories, like unless it's a brand thing, like I don't really go out to fancy places. Like I, I, I like to spend my money traveling. You get your best ROI on that. Yeah. I get the best bang for my buck. Like, that's how I like to live, you know? And, like, when I go on vacations, I'm not going to a resort and drink all five days and lay on the beach. That's not my style. It sounds like you spend a lot of money on fashion, on clothes. Yes and no. Like, a lot of my fashion is from brand deals and the gift me stuff. And then the other half is stuff that I want to elevate myself. Like, I'm still elevating to the next thing. Like, um, you know, how can I get more Gucci or Prada and like how can I elevate my personal style that pieces that I really really love for myself a lot of people will look at that as like a waste of money right why would you spend $600 on a sweater right why would you spend $2,000 on a bag why would you spend $1,000 on sneakers hey I I think we all spend our money in different ways and at the end of the day if it brings you joy if it brings you things that you want and need um my defense as always is that it's my job hey that's what <laughs> a lot of models and influencers tell me that it's part of their yeah. costume and it, it elevates my personal image it elevates my personal brand and that is how i go from you know you have to remember like influencer when we first started was all influence that worked with h&m and fast fashion brands we all started at that bottom part there's only so much that can really evaluate and bring themselves up to the next level where you're now working with Saks and Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom and like luxury retail brands like Farfetch like there's only so many like luxury gets very picky there's only so many that fits the right image the style and again take off a diversity check maybe you know so as one of the few Asian guys to also be able to do both now it's like, oh, this guy's approachable. He posts outfits that's H&M and Zara and Express, but also when he's going to fancy things, he's wearing this. So I can relate to both. How is that fashion world for the Asian man? How's that market? Because back then I hear it was very thin. There was only a couple of seats mm-hmm. for those guys. I mean, I, I think it's still very small. I think it's, but it also is like, you know, even if the brand side is going to be more open to having more seats for Asians, how many Asians have taken this, the jump to get into that creative side to put themselves out there, right? There's only so many Asian creators as well, and there's only so many brands that, you know? So it, it needs to be a two-way street. And it's not, it's not like brands are just going to pluck any Asian influencer. Like, um, for example, Fung Bros, they are very much street-style culture basketball they might not fit in the same rooms that i go to also at the same time i might not fit in the same rooms they go to right so like the more asian creators are out there and more specialized and more great at their niche the more brands are going to align you know brands are spending money and budgets and stuff they have they also have to make sense why they invite certain people like and to have, you know, you don't just, I'm just going to pick these guys for the diversity sake. No, like it has to make sense as well. Right. So I think like as more Asian are going into the creative side, then we can connect with the right brands. Um, and so, and even then there's still not that many Asians um, influencers side of things. Is it because not enough of us go into that world? 
or is it because there aren't enough opportunities available for people to go into that yeah. world? I mean, I, I think it's, or is it's a little I, bit of both. It's definitely both. I think number one is there were no opportunities, so we're already deterred from the outside, right? It's kind of like a like a door, right? Like, oh, <laughs> no Asians, like I'm not gonna go in. But like, as you realize, like, oh no, like there's actually these other smaller doors that you can start going into, and then you can then. Um, so I think like that's why I hope my content is not just fashion or like that's why my my purpose of my content is not like hey look at me look at me it's like no look look at what i'm wearing look at what i'm doing like i hope that inspires you to do more if it's travel that speaks to you if it's the outfit that speaks to you if it's the opportunities the brands that i work with that speaks to you i hope that inspires you to do something about it um we don't have to be at the nine to five jobs like the, the world has changed so much. Lucky Boys Podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for the rest of our episodes.